What's going on, everybody? You're listening to another episode of Loud About Nothing. It's me, your boy, the fucking hottest dude in the podcast game, Sebastian Canelli. And, as always, he came back again. Of course, he's here once again. The cute boy himself, Robbie Boy. Robbie, say hello to the beautiful What's people. What's going on, beautiful people? We, we got fire today. We got a fire guest. We, I'm excited. You're excited? Yeah, very excited. I mean, this guy is the fucking real deal. This he's is New, New York. York in the yeah. studio. We, we got, got New, New York, York in the house. <laughs> yes, he is the biggest Knicks fan in the fucking world. You know him from Humans of New York. Give it up for Anthony Donahue, a.k.a. Anthony MSG. Wow, that was a hell of an intro. That was a good job. Thank you. I'm really bad at those. No, that, 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 was, that was excellent. Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. I am really looking forward to this. Oh, please. I'm so excited that you're here. You know, we have all these uh, fucking comedians, and finally yeah. we got some, a fucking dude coming yeah, on. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I, I mean, I'm funny, but I'm not a comedian. No, you are I got, funny. I got asked to be the comedian show a few years ago, okay. and I did so horrible. It was like a show where, like, for sports team, it was an NBA roasting show. Uh-huh. Okay. And this comedian, her name's, I think, Anne-Marie. Okay. She invited me to be on it. But it was all, and you had to, like, roast, like, a Bulls fan, a Lakers fan. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, let's yeah. say there was eight people in the show. Yeah. They were all comedians, real comedians with lines, but me. So she thought because <laughs> I'm quick-witty, which I am, I, I would do good. I did horrible. These people have like real jokes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. Didn't, I, I didn't know what to do. I, I got smacked. <laughs> That's, damn. That's yeah. good of you to admit. A lot of people yeah, do bad like, and, and they're like, I did, and I crushed I, and my I, first once time. Once I realized what the thing was, I said, Anne-Marie, I don't think I'll be good at this. And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, you will, you will. I was horrible. That's that's beautiful. Because like I said, it was fake. all comedians. Was she a Bulls yeah. fan? No, was I she think setting a you Minnesota up fan. Uh, yeah, you think she was saying. setting you up? I think up? she's a pretty popular comedian. It was though. Reggie okay. Miller's sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Yo, you're funny. Do the show, yeah, bro." I, I, I did horrible. Yeah. It was uh, spring 2017, so five years ago. Wow, wow. Yep. I have a question. Sure. When did you become the biggest Knicks fan in the world? Ah, uh, it's easy to say when I was born, but I would say in fourth in fourth grade. <laughs> in fourth grade, what happened in fourth? This so what I, era is this? This is 1992-93 season. I had just moved to the Catskills. Okay. So I was born and raised in the Bronx, Duncan yeah. Street, North Bronx. I was living in a Jamaican neighborhood. Fucking shout out yeah, Duncan Street yeah. one time. Okay. I, I, I was living in a Jamaican neighborhood, yeah. raised by my grandparents. Uh-huh. My grandparents got tired of the Bronx, and we went upstate to the Catskills. Beautiful. So, so you know, when I was living in the Bronx, grades yeah. kindergarten to and the third grade, you know, I look at my class picture now. There's Puerto Ricans, there's black people, there's Dominicans, there's Russians, there's yeah. Asians. I moved to Walton, New York. It's Brad and Josh. <laughs> yeah. So, like, even Brandon though, P, Brandon yeah, S. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I was kind of culture shock. I never saw that many white folk with blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh, my God. Was, uh, wait, are you Italian? I'm Italian and Irish. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, you know, when you're in the Bronx, it's the melting pot of everything. So, you go in yeah, your classroom, you got the, I'm, you got the Russian kid, you got the Asian kid. The black kids, the Dominican kids, the Puerto Rican kids, it's the Italian—it's cool, it's great, it's yeah. good yeah. for the Ita- people the Ita- to grow up around the yes, the Italians, the Irish kids, and like I said, I move upstate, and it's that. So, what was really bizarre? I was a Nick fan, but my first love was the Rangers and the Yankees uh, and the Giants. So when I was living in Walton, um, the the starting center of the Indiana Pacers, Rick Smith, seven foot four, the dunking Dutchman, lived there. Uh-oh. So everybody uh, in the town loved the Pacers. Od. And that made me uh, like the Knicks even more. Yeah, because and then, you're like, I'm not fucking from here. Right, exactly. That's how exactly. you rebelled. And then when the playoffs started in fourth grade, we were playing the Pacers in the first round. Uh-huh. And something just took over my body, my soul, my spirit. <laughs> and I, was, I wasn't just going to be like... Like, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a Giant fan. I'm a Ranger fan. God, we're not playing well in the playoffs right now. Yeah. But the Knicks is different. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. the I am the number one Knicks fan. My, Walt my, Clyde Frazier came to visit you in the exactly, middle of the night. Exactly. <laughs> like my screen name in high school was NYK One Fan Two Thousand. So oh. I've always labeled myself as the number one fan. Now it's everybody labels it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. then it was really just me labeling myself. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. A That's couple beautiful. That's uh walk it until you can talk it. Or tough talk years, it until though. you walk it. I don't know. Very well, tough years especially as the like the, those four years in the nineties. No, but so, it was the no, disappointment so, with so you. So what's funny is that so between ninety two and two thousand one, uh-huh. it was a lot of fun but a lot of heartbreak. So every yeah. year we'd get close and you would just get, you know, the shit kicked out of you at the end. You get your ass, you would just be so heartbroken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never forget it was a Nets Knicks I have a 
insanely photographic memory. So I'll never forget. I was at a Nets. Insanely photographic. Yeah. (laughs) I was at a 4K. Yeah. I was at a 4K memory. I was at a Nets Knicks game December 27th, 1999. Okay. And at the time, the the Nets, I think John Calipari just got fired. The the Nets beat us that game. I was at the Uh game. and And that year, the Knicks were the three seed. They ended up winning 50 games. At the time, the Nets had like a five and twenty record or something like that, and yeah, they beat yeah. us in the game, right? Wow. And their crowd was going pretty crazy. Like the, sure. the eight fans that were there, the Nets was over Brendan Byrne Arena. Of course, that's where I would have to go to Nets games because my parents couldn't afford to go to MSG. Understand, understood. So we would go watch understood. the Knicks versus Nets understood. in Jersey. But you're so, a Knicks fan. Yeah, yeah. So, I like to Latrell Speedwell. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember saying to myself that game. Imagine being, you know, five and thirty, whatever your, the record is, and actually being into the game. I've never experienced that. All I know is my team being good, yeah. even though we never won a championship. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand one comes, Jeff Van Gundy leaves, and then since then we've only made the playoffs five total times, uh-huh. won one playoff series, and rarely over five hundred after Christmas in the last twenty years. <laughs> yeah. So I've lived that life now the last twenty years. Like we made the playoffs last year as a four seed, and it it felt. Like we won the championship. Yeah, and that you cursed yourself that day. Um, well, December manifested as the hot girl say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. manifested so, this reality. So it, it's crazy that like, like before every season, people always say to me, "What's the goal?" And of course, the ultimate goal is a championship. But the sure. goal is honestly games that matter after th- after Christmas. Yeah, to me, yeah. A, I don't even care if we're two games out of the last playoff spot in March. To me, that's a big game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for what we've now. If you're a Spurs fan, that's not a big game. If you're a Lakers fan, that's not a big game. But for us, the Knicks, goddamn, that's a big game. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. So it's been a rough twenty years being a Knicks fan. Now the other side of that coin is that I have lived my dream life, other than the Knicks losing. Okay, being like you know this. I don't know, semi-famous Knicks fan. I'm friends with all my idols, sure. Alan Houston, John Starks, Latrell oh. Sprewell. I've interviewed them all. I'm friends with them all. I can text them all right now. That's truly so amazing. Yeah, that is awesome. You know, I've been at almost every game in the last 20 years, watched every game close to the court. Um, I'm treated like a celebrity at the Garden. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I've lived this dream life other than, which is kind of a big deal, the Knicks not winning. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, you're 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 a god, but you're at a Sizzler buffet. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, you can't compare the garden. Is, the, the garden buffet. is not the Sizzler. No, of course yeah. the garden is Mecca. You know, the Sizzler's still around. There used to be one know. on Park in Parkchester in the Bronx. Really, I remember uh, my parents were like, "We're gonna stop going. It's not worth the my, price anymore." My, my Sizzler growing up was Ponderosa. Oh, that's you ever you been know. to a Ponderosa? No, I haven't. My I've grandfather loved it because you could you could um do the ice cream by yourself. I like that too. For I some would, reason, he got a big kick out of that. Yeah, <laughs> I would do the hometown buffet. Yeah, yes. Have You ever been to that one? Wait, that's what it was called—the hometown. The no, hometown buffet. It was real trash, and yeah. they had Norman Rockwell photos yeah. <laughs> all over it to bring a little class to the place. A little class. My grandpa would go, and he would get chicken and only eat the skin oh, and then God. leave the meat on. Oh, that's, that's bizarre. <laughs> it was tremendous. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, there was a Ponderosa. There was some upstate and there was one in Co-op City where I live. Uh-huh. But yeah, that was a, a big go-to place growing up. Oh, God. Yeah, I had two fucking buffets. As a fat boy, my parents allowed me to have two birthday buffet parties. Wow. Like I wasn't going to be made fun of Monday <laughs> yeah. in school. Yeah. Like Monday wasn't going to be a nightmare. It's like, let him eat as much as he wants today. He's going to have a tough week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My, my go-to birthday party as a kid was uh, Interskate 88 in Oneonta. Oh, wow. Yeah, a little roller skating. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. Was, that was always fun. Little always think of, like, this is how we do it playing while, you know, skating. Uh, skating uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you met Spike Lee? Oh, yeah. I was cool with Spike. He's been, like on my, he's been on my show. He has. Yeah, we're, we're friendly. I wouldn't say we're friends, but I have his number, his email. We're, sure. We're friendly. He's a nice guy? He's been nice to me always. That's am- that's amazing. I love that He's always so been nice to me. The, the first time we met was a really interesting story. What happened? Since I'm on a show, do you want me to tell it? Oh. Uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> nah, 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 you, nah. you met Spike Lee. Yeah. So, nah, we can skip that so story. So it was a Knicks game uh, late November, early December 2010. We had just got Amari. The Knicks were kind of on fire. Uh-huh. And I brought this kid I haven't seen in a while named Sean to the game. Okay. Sean was really big into film, stuff like that. So he was a big fan of Spike. So we get to the game, and we're there for like 15 minutes walking around. I'm doing the whole kissing baby thing. And so Sean's <laughs> like, I still can't believe you you don't know Spike. Now, I've seen Spike 
And look, Spike doesn't want to be bothered at the games. Of course. Okay. Yeah. So I've seen Spike kind of tell people I don't want to be bothered. Yeah. So Sean was like, I can't believe you're not cool with Spike. And I said, you know, I've never gone up to him because I just, I like him. I love uh, love his movies. Sure. I would not want to go up to him and then have him like say, get away from me. And then that would hurt me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just said, I've never gone up to him. That's the, that I respect that move. A hundred percent. Yep. Cause you can just tell that maybe he's not. And again, he just wants to go and watch the game. Like they don't put him on the big screen cause they I don't know. have to cause he, he owns those seats. Yeah. So I remember Amari is in the court. It's like 45 minutes before tip-off, and Spike is about 10 feet from us. And Sean's like, are you going to talk to him? I'm like, Sean, I've seen Spike close up a million times. I've never talked to him. I'm not going to tonight. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Spike starts walking towards me. And, and I didn't notice, but he was looking at me. Sean's like, Spike is looking at you. I'm like, he's definitely not looking at me. He's like, shh. Aunt. Spike's looking it's at like you. It's like the hot girl at the party. Yeah. Spike's <laughs> looking at me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up. It's not, I swear. I'm just too ugly so, for Spike Lee. <laughs> So Spike Lee walks up to me. <gasps> Anthony? I said, yes. He goes, love your show. Wow. I was like, what? And at the time, now there's six billion Knicks podcasts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, back then, there, was, there wasn't many. And I was the original Nick fan podcaster. That's amazing. Oh, you, know? you had a, oh, it was a podcast. It was a live show. And then yeah, right after you it did was, a video component too, right? There was no video. It was oh, there back wasn't. in 2010. Uh, so Spike Lee comes up to me. Uh-huh. He's like, I love your show, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? Well, this is... And this is an out of body experience. Yeah. yeah. So then he says, "When you having me on?" No way. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have a guest yet for tomorrow. He goes, "Well, take my number. I'll hit you up. We That's exchange information." Amazing. I get an email from him that night. What time? I'm like nine fifteen. Cool. I'll call in. Wow. So the whole day, and I at that point I already interviewed John Starks and Alan Houston, oh. Jim Beheim, Jeff Van Gundy, oh, wow. just the, sure. Earl Monroe. Yeah. Just, to, just to name a few. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, yeah. I was nervous going into that interview. Of course. Not knowing what to expect. Yeah. Is this going to be a five-minute interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes on, comes on for an hour and a half. It oh, was, wow. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Because he likes, he wants to talk yeah, shop. It was, and, and I think now there's so many shows. Everybody asks everybody to be on the shows. Like, I'm on your show. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but back then there wasn't. Uh, so I think yeah. looking back for all the big guests I used to get, I think that helped me. Because sure. now everybody gets asked to be on everybody's podcast every day. 100%. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. Like during COVID. You want to come on my live? <laughs> uh. <laughs> so anyway, so and, that, and ever since Spike and I are cool, you know, he, when my sister had cancer the first time, he would tweet about her, you know. When, oh, uh, yeah. That's so beautiful. again, like we're not like, you know, on the phone FaceTime each other, you know, drinking, you know, wine, but like we're cool. We are cool. Yeah, if yeah, he sees yeah. me, daps it up. Of course. You know, we're cool. I have so much love for Spike Lee. His movies are great, but also he was the first person to in, to bring about like the different colored Yankee hats. The different. Oh, colored... I, I love them growing up. Yeah, it, it like changed. I had a lime green Yankee hat. I was like doing all different colors, and Spike Lee was the first person to like bring this to the forefront of like that sort of culture. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. was just so excited. I was like, finally, I could rep New York and wear yep. a. I like red. red. I like I black. Love, you know, when I was in high school, I had almost every color Yankee, hat. and I always think now maybe Spike. Mike started it, but in my mind, it was Puff that started. Puff and Mason, uh, them. I remember them o- always wearing. I think the- Spike Lee put it in his movies, but yeah, it was yeah, definitely definitely in that like era. in the More Money, More Problems video with Puff with the red Yankee hat. I love like that, that shit was that shit was hard. That I mean, still one of the best songs of all time. It, it's a great, it's a great, amazing. Mason's fun song. verse yes, is yep. incredible. Yep, absolutely. It, I love. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. It must have been awesome in New York at that. Point. Yeah, it was. Well, I was in I was upstate, but of I was in, I was in New York City like once a month, but I was allowed. City kid upstate, you know what I'm saying? So that sure, sure. I, 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 it was cool. It was fun. It was fun growing up upstate. Um, I wouldn't live there ever again. No. But to, but to grow up in a small town, especially with my big personality, I, it kind of felt like I was a big fish in a small pond. Sure. And when I came back to the city right after graduation in 2001, I kind of had that same attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's kind of helped me to this day. That's, you know, 20, yeah, 20, 21 years later. Yeah, yeah. You need to learn to get your swagger somewhere. Yes, yes. Because you can't get it just from the city. Yeah, so I think going upstate helped me. Because I went upstate like, yo, because grades one to three, uh-huh. I don't think I was like, 
not that it matters, but like popular. Like that. We get, you were a loser. People, yeah, I was a loser. I probably was. I was. I was a loser. I was six years old. Are there popular kids in first grade? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be looking at some seven-year-olds and go, fuck this kid. I was He's a loser. A fucking yeah. herb. <laughs> so I was, definitely, I was definitely a herb first and third no grade. Way. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I knew it. No, I didn't no, want to bring I, it up. I, play, I played roller hockey. I didn't even play basketball yet. Oh, Jesus. I played roller hockey. Of course, you probably used the ball instead of the puck or the puck with the little balls. No, I was in a roller hockey league in third grade, Waterbury Park, and the puck was actually electric tape. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the was electric tape. So when I moved to state, I was the loud Italian-Irish kid that cursed. Oh, okay. Uh, like I said, I was like, fucking shit, and how you doing, and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of my first days living upstate, I went down the street, and there was this family that, like, super white Christian-type family. Uh-huh. We were, like, playing basketball or something, and I'm only there for, like, a week or two. And I, I come out guns blazing. I'm saying fuck every other word. I'm, I'm this little, you know, you fourth grader. And then this kid, Mark, his mom comes out and was like, we're not in the city. You can't talk like that. And and I, whatever. I was in fourth grade. I was sure. eight years old. She had a right to be upset, I guess. Yeah. So I went home to my grandmother, and I was like, this lady yelled at me. She said I was cursing, and I, I was. Uh-huh. And my, my grandmother was like, not my grandson. <laughs> 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 she went down there and she yelled at Mrs. Henderson and was like, uh, "My grandson would not talk like that." Oh my god! <laughs> I 100 percent did. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for grandma, grandma, you can curse in front of grandmas and they'll be like, "You didn't say that." Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, hey, grandmas yeah. are in the most beautiful denial right, about their yeah. grandkids. Yep, yep. It's I love that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So you were able to reinvent yourself as the band, even though I was only in fourth grade. But yes, I, I reinvented yeah. myself by fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. No, I was the kid. I wore my hat like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'd even add a do rag. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. no, they had I, a PTA meeting about you <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, all the time. We got a cinnabar around I, I, here. I, I always got in trouble in school. Whenever like violent things, like yeah, yeah. for example, um, in tenth grade, well, I, I was on probation all of tenth grade because in in ninth grade I was selling liquor. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay. My, my, my grandparents had a liquor cabinet downstairs uh-huh. in the basement. And I wanted to be cool with the 11th and 12th graders. Sure. So, like, I would sell it. I eventually got caught. This kid ratted me out. I had I was on probation all of 10th grade. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you sell it by the bottle? By the shot? By the bottle. By the bottle. It was, like, liquor. I was. I feel really bad about it. It was, like, liquor my grandfather got from, like, around the world. Really expensive. Probably wasn't the best thing. They, they, no. they weren't happy with me. Oh, yeah, obvi- yeah, yeah, Obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, in 10th grade, for example, I was the only kid that had all the rap CDs. Because, like, when my grandparents would go shopping in Oneana. Uh-huh. Uh, once a week and I would give my grandmother a list of CDs and, and she was in a wheelchair because she had had a stroke uh-huh. so my I, I was never there but I always pictured my grandfather would reel my wheel my grandmother into <laughs> like FYE and she'd have a list she'd have a list like you know DMX Nas um, you know we're looking for this you know Method Man album and she would go in, you know, once, twice a month with a list of CDs to get me. Oh my god. Everyone's like, yo, this grandmother is hard, <laughs> bro. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma's into children's so, porn. <laughs> so because I had all the CDs, I would make tapes. Uh, and upstate they didn't call me they didn't call me Anthony. Yeah. When I first looking back, it may have been racist. When uh, I first moved up there, they they started calling me Antoine. Yeah, and okay. then and then Twan stuck. So wow. nobody upstate. Like when I go to Walton now, maybe a little bit because I'm older. Yeah. But most people, teachers, families, they all call me Twan. The okay. teachers would call you Twan. Some, yeah, yeah, Twan. So I called myself Mixmaster Twan. Mixmaster Twan. <laughs> so you made mixtapes. This is when I he made, was cool. <laughs> I made, I, I made mixtapes and I yeah. sold them at three dollars a pop Ugh. and made bank. Of course. I'm in tenth grade with stacks in my wallet. Wow. And the best thing is, I used to talk on the tapes. Oh, oh, you were doing skits earlier. And I, I still, I still have one at home, but the tape broke. But I have the the cassette, the plastic broke. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I have the tape, so I was telling my girlfriend, like, "Yo, uh-huh. we have to figure out a way to listen to this." Yeah. So w- one of the most famous things I did on one of my tapes. So the town DJ who's still alive, I'm still cool with him, Ron Golly. He was the voice of Waltz in New York, right? Okay. Football, country music, everything. Yeah, Ron, yeah, so, yeah. so, so. The Mixmaster Twan Volume One was the first one okay. I ever sold. You were your funk flex for, yes, for yes. the cat skills. So when you when, so <laughs> I was, I could probably get a, a copy of this. I think my my friend, one of my best friends' brother, still has this tape. I don't have this one. So when you press play, you hear a country song, uh-huh. and that and it goes for like fifteen seconds, yeah. and then all of a sudden you hear it's me, obviously. And I'm like, this is Ron Golly back for WDLA Radio, <laughs> and then all of a sudden Mixmaster Twan breaks into the studio. Oh! <laughs> We got oh. a skit. We got a skit. I break the studio, 
and I get in a fight with Ron Golly. <laughs> oh, shit. And then I use the parts of Street Dreams by Nas where it goes, dun 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 I kill Ron Golly. I killed him. And then I talk for like, I'm like, yo, what up? This is Mixed Master Twan. Welcome to the show. I'm 14. Oh. And then, then the music starts. And throughout the tape, I talk throughout it. Sure. And then the, the next tape was Best of 98. Okay. That I have at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we just have to figure out to get the, the tape to work. Okay. Um, Ron Golly comes back to life on that tape. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. This is oh, incredible. Yeah. Shut up. You serialized <laughs> it. Yeah. So, so, but so throughout, so I was selling the, this is before even AOL and the Messenger. So I, uh-huh. I'm still mad at myself to this day because the run would have ended in a year anyway because of Napster. Okay. So here's, no, wait, Napster, right? That was the first yeah, one. Yeah, Napster, then LimeWire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's November, <clears throat> December-ish, January 99, November, December 98. I'm making bank with these tapes, right? Yeah. I'm selling them in the school school grounds. I'm, I'm on probation, too. I'm on probation, and I'm selling these tapes. While it's stacked, I got two $300 at a time wow, from wow. tapes, not drugs, yeah. tapes, yeah, yeah, mixtapes. Yeah. Mixed master twan, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the principal gets word that I'm doing this, and they don't like it. Sure. So Mr. Riedel is like, Anthony, you can't do this. The weird thing was looking back is that I don't remember if he said you, he just he never said you he, he was like you can't do it period. Looking back it should have been you can't do it on school, school grounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was basically like you can't do it at all. Because that was your creativity in a way. Yeah, and yeah. showing who you were. So so he would always tell me to stop and I'd do it again, get caught, do it again. Uh-huh. And then finally he called me into his office <clears throat> and he said, "Listen, I spoke I've spoken to a lawyer." And you can get sued for copyright infringement. What? So wow. I said, and I, I don't remember this word for word, but I basically said, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. Okay. I said, are you telling me that Nas, Jay-Z, and Fat Joe are going to sue me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in 10th grade. Yes. And he's like, Anthony, no more. <gasps> so I leave the office, and this kid, um, bigger farm boy named Joey Johnson, yeah, he yeah. sees me in the hallway. He goes, yo, twice. I said, what's up, brother? He goes, you got any tapes on you? Yeah. I was like, I do. <laughs> oh, my God. I got a tape. Gives me the three bucks. Yeah. Principal's behind me the whole time. Oh. Back in the office. Jesus. So a few days later, I get called. I'm like the only person in school history to get called on the loudspeaker to the superintendent's office. And wow. he's the superintendent, Mr. Mack, was like, you need to stop. Yeah. Completely stop. And I did. Sure. And it, it died. But looking Damn. back, I realized years later as my brain grew, I guess, I was like, why didn't I just tell people meet me like fucking at the park after school if yeah. you wanted to tape? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, and obviously, obviously Napster came a year later, so it would have ended and CD burners came out. Sure. But I missed out on probably nine months to a year of more bread. Yeah, yeah. And and the principal lied. Like he like he had every right to say you can't do it on school grounds. Yes, yes, yes. But he never worded it like that. Or maybe he just scared me too much. Yeah. Also, you were. This <laughs> I was fourteen. This isn't the worst thing a kid could do. Well, no, that's it's pretty thing. good. We should right. support kids. You were creative. Yeah. Stuff you were like, like that. learning your own. Should we have like, to. Do you, do you want to see if I can get? We have to get that tape so we can listen to it. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I want to listen. I to have that. the tape because like the plastic is broken, but yeah, the tape yeah. obviously works. You could fix that, right? Definitely. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. If you yeah. Bring you it could to, probably I'm find just, a spot in the city that could yeah. do that. So I was very creative, and so I was always getting in trouble for little things like that. Uh, yeah. Looking back, when I'm I, as I talk to like teachers now, 20 years later, they're like, "You were amazing. Like that's yeah, you know, you, sure. you had so much talent." Yeah, you, like, because back then and maybe still now, people were so obsessed with school. So if you didn't have a good, if you didn't have good grades, you weren't going to do well in in life. Yeah, and I yeah, did yeah. not have good grades. So to be honest, I was in special ed. I, you want to hear a crazy story? Yeah. Would you say I speak well? Yeah, yeah I yeah. do. Right. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of people even think I'm college educated. <laughs> um, but, but dog, you know how many credits I got in high school? What total? Two. Ha- half a year, half a credit each year for gym because they put me in special ed. Uh, I was in special ed all through high school because they said yeah. they told my grandparents I wasn't capable of learning. Wow, it's a crazy story. It's a crazy story. That's and fucked. like I, I've, but then it, w- it was interesting. When it was my last days of school, my senior year, I, I so I have like an IEP diploma, so I couldn't go to college. To go to college, I would get I need to get a GED, which I'm not. I'm, at this point, I'm not going to college. Sure, obviously. sure, sure, sure. And my guidance counselor, Mr. Preston, it was a few days before graduation, and he was like, when I went to high school for four years, all I did was walk around the hallways. 
Like it sounds like you were the mayor. I was. Yeah, oh, you I fucking was, ran I, that shit. I, I was. I was. I was the prom prince. You were oh, the yeah. prom oh, prince, incredible. not the prom king. I, sh- I know. I know. It's we crazy, had, right? We had prom prince. Too. Oh, yeah. did you? Junior year was prom prince. Senior year was prom king. Yeah, that's I was prom prince. Was. I still have the crown at home. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so, good. And um, but I would go to school and just walk around. Yeah, that's amazing. I'd go to my special ed class and I'd say, "Hey, I'm going to the bathroom. Come back 30 minutes later." Sure. And I would always see my friends in their classes and be like. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sure, at the windows, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and every now and then, at least once a semester, they would throw me in a mainstream class that I didn't even need to take. Yeah. So like my senior year, they put me in like ninth grade math for no reason, just to be there. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was. It's a. Re- it's really. It, and like me and my friends talk about it now, uh-huh. and we're like, bro, that was so weird. Yo, it's kind of fucked up at the school. Probably. At the end of the day. Probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I'm not dumb. I might no. need some extra help. Sure, yeah, they weren't yeah. supporting. Probably yeah, not. not at all. Was it a <sighs> massive school? No, like I think the, our graduating class is eighty-five. Oh, this is some fucking bullshit. I would say it definitely had something to do with the fact that you were bringing rap. To the <laughs> school. Oh yeah, and wearing you and do rags. You wore do I had the earrings. Like the, I had the chains then too. You of know? course, yeah. Did they? The big Carl Kanai jeans. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. When did you get the earrings? <laughs> Seventh grade. Seventh, and you got both at the same time. First one, I got the this one. You got the I, left. I got the you had, you had to get the left first. Because I only got the lefts because. I got the left. <laughs> you know. Everybody knows. Because that's, yeah. Because that's the straight side. Correct. Yes. <laughs> that's how it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back so, in the day, yeah. So yeah. I got the left in November of 95, and I got the right July of 96. Oh, cool. all the, like, the basketball players and rappers that have one in each year. Yeah, I know. So I felt I needed that. Of course. You definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I always want to get mine. Do you want me to pull up a picture of Durag Ant? Okay. 100% <laughs> Yeah What percentage of the school Would you say You converted to like Fuck country We're about hip hop um, now I, I, like, I would say a solid percentage Like a lot of them Love their, their their country For sure Sure It's interesting When you go so far north in, in It it's becomes like, it's, south it's, it's, Yes Yes In yes. New York Yeah, 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 yeah That's it's correct Fucked up it's like Yeah It's there were so many Confederate flags in school. Oh my I don't God, understand that. Either do all. I. I'm like, y'all realize you live in the North, right? Yeah, it has nothing to do and with and like, any of they your talk culture. Like it's they're racism. From, and they yeah, talk it's like, racism. Yes, and they talk like they're from tech. You know, like, oh, no, we're rebels, motherfucker. With the dip. and then oh, 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 a lot of kids I knew with the high school dipped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you didn't even play baseball. It was just like, yeah. yeah yep. Wow, that's so that wild shit. that you... <laughs> Even as a white kid, you just brought that culture. Yeah, and they were like, "We gotta put, we gotta bury this kid yeah. in classes." Yeah, yeah. And, and the more that they, anything. and the more that they like try to push you down, the more that you're like, "Yeah, I did." This t- is yeah. Yeah. more creative. Yeah. yeah. So back to that conversation, the Wi-Fi stinks. Back to that conversation. Hopefully, oh, we'll get Durag again yeah, before yeah, the show, yeah. end of the show. So it was like a few days before graduation, and my my guidance counselor, Mister Preston, was like, "You probably don't know this, but when you come back for your ten year reunion, like most people are gonna be kissing your ass." And oh, they did say that? He said that. My guidance counselor. I was like, why? He goes, you have something so special about you that you don't even know about it. Yeah, that's not so nice. That's nice. And yeah, I was at like, least right. one I was person. Like, cool. And I never forgot that. Yeah, yeah. that's actually really beautiful. Well, I, and then three years later, uh-huh. I'm working for ESPN Radio. Oh. Because that's a, that's a good story, too. What happened? Yeah. Do you want, we're on yeah, a show. I should tell yeah, a story, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every story. Don't just fucking you know what? Green these stories. Yeah, any story. No, no, I know. Choose so, my own adventure podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we so, could keep going straight. Maybe find a new story. All right, let's do it. Hold up. We almost got do. Oh, we got do regant. There it is. Jesus <laughs> Christ, bro. That be say. Oh my! And also look at the people he's yeah. next to. Just like normal ass. <laughs> Oh yeah, and he's got the do rag, the oh, stupid yeah. ass face. They are, yeah, they're real hillbilly. Yeah. You were, you were <laughs> acting stupid all the time, yeah. huh? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. All, all the time. That's good though, having fun. Yeah. That is. So ESPN Radio. Oh, you can tell. Oh you know. my god, <laughs> look at you. I love that. Yeah. With the fitted, and we'll I think this, I think this one is like perfect. This is like in high school, ninth grade. Look at me compared to everybody else in the picture. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were a different league. Yeah, different league. <clears throat> the fish out of water, but you made the water yours. So yeah. throughout high school, my uncle, he he worked for the Board of Elections. He was a director of personnel. Okay. So he always told my grandparents, don't worry, I'll have Anthony a job. Yeah, Not yeah, to worry. Yeah. Finished high school, July 2001, I'm working for the Board of Elections. Amazing. Like it's actually my, my if it wasn't for me, there wouldn't have been a primary in 2001. I'm kidding. No. Of the state <laughs> of New York? 
of the state of New York. You're working Everything. For I ran the election show. Uh, no, uh, 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 um, no, no. So, so my <laughs> uncle got me a job at the Board of Elections. I'm okay. 17 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was working at 42 Broadway. You couldn't even vote, and you're working. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. correct. That's uh, fucking. Flex. I, got, I got put in like the pension plan right away. Like, Ugh. this is gonna be my life. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like you're leaving here when you're 65. Of course. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. ready. You're in a union. It's the best. <coughs> Anthony's doing good for himself. He's in the union. Right. right? Yeah, and it was yeah. crazy because I've been visiting my uncle's job since I was like 10. Yeah. So my first day there in July of tw- 2001, everybody's like, hey, you visiting your town for a Yankee game or something? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm working now. Wow. And I remember a few people said, oh, he's here for life. Yeah. yeah of course so, you are. So the next two and a half years I worked there, uh, actually on 9-11, I was in the corner of Broadway and Wall Street. Oh, wow. I ran, I ran from the first building falling. Did you oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That I'm, must have been terrifying. Yeah, I'm still messed up from it. I still have nightmares of explosions. Um, I actually recently just got accepted to the 9-11, um, the, the thing you always see the commercials for. Um, for like the people who get money from the benefits Yeah, yeah, stuff? I have a lawyer. Oh, like yeah. people who are yeah, like I have, by I have a cough that I have like a few times a day still because oh. I went back to work six days later. Oh, and wow. it's down there. Yeah, at 42 Broadway. So Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know I used people to live were, right there. The 9-11 study, it's called. I think there's an official name for it. So yeah. I had actually... I, actually I didn't have my, know people could go down there that soon after. If you had a working ID. So I went back to work oh. Monday. Oh, you, six you had days to have later. an election. Damn. Well, well, yeah, I was running the election. Yeah, too, yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. Besides yeah, the fact, yeah, you know, of because the <laughs> 9-11 <laughs> was on primary day. So I actually had to call Giuliani and cancel the election. Oh, fuck Giuliani. I'll get well, through I, and through on this pod. I, I, I was so, I mean, I was there at, at the Board of Elections when it happened. So um, I went back to work six days later. Not, okay. I was not needed, but, you know, I. So you, to get in like below canal those days, you had to prove you live there or oh, had wow. a ID for your job. Yes. So I went back to work six days later. So I was in the smoke. I wasn't yeah. like in ground zero per se, but I was three right blocks there. away. Yeah, yeah. So I was in the air. There so, was so much. <clears throat> so around 2010, I started to get this like, little cough that I just did. There it is. Yeah. So uh, I should have joined the 9-11 study years ago, but I never did. Mm-hmm. I joined it last year. And I my first appointment was actually supposed to be in December a few months ago. Uh-huh. But to go like everything else nowadays, you need to get a COVID test. Sure. I didn't take because when COVID was the most popular thing in December of 2021. Yep. I didn't get a test because I just wasn't going to wait on the line for three hours. So I sure. rescheduled my I had my, my first appointment for the study in um, August. Nice. So, like, I actually already have a lawyer because they said if they even find one thing wrong with me, yeah. well, like, if, like, if they can prove this cough is from 9-11 – I'm getting a bag. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well get now, that Obviously, I, I hope, no, I, I, know, I, I, hope know. I have nothing wrong with me. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Well, then again, I wouldn't mind 1% wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because that yeah, was yeah. like 1%. Yeah, because they said baseline for the cough could be like forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. Wow. Yeah. So I, so, so I was... But I was, also, uh, audience members out there, a lot of people aren't from New York. Anthony fucking deserves it. Okay. Yeah. So like, <laughs> he's talking but, but, but now, but he was yeah. fucking there. It was but a scary even, moment. But even if I, I have nothing wrong with me, I have yeah. insurance for life. Yes, I do. That's so, actually insurance wonderful. For life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the case is so many people correct, are getting diseases, yep. especially people that volunteer. And I went back, and, I, and I, I, like I said, I went back to work six days later, and, and I was there five days a week for the next three years. Wow. Sure. You know. So anyway, so now it's a few years. I'm, I'm working, and I, I'm, I'm totally fucked up emotionally. I'm, I'm having nightmares seven nights a week. Did, did you go to like one of the counselors? No, I never no? did. I kind of wish I did. Is that a pride thing or like? No, I was no, I was seventeen. Eight, I turned eighteen November sure. seventeenth, two thousand one. I was just young. I feel yeah, like I have yeah. a therapist now. A hundred. Yeah. No, no one. There was no one when I was seventeen, eighteen, telling me that therapy's good. I went to a social worker because I was doing a lot of drugs. Exactly. And yeah. they and they said they said when was the last time you got high? I said this morning. Yeah. And then they said, okay, he's not worth talking to. Oh jeez. Yeah. They go, they go. He doesn't want to be here. Why? Yeah. And my parents are like, okay. And yeah. That was it. So um, so I'm working there and you know gaining weight, just working in an office, living the life. I was going to a lot of Nick games and Ranger games. And sure. I was making decent money. I didn't really do any. I worked in the mail room. Mm-hmm. Like I said, anytime there was an election issue, I would just call the mayor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so anyway, so I always love sports and I was yeah. going to a Knicks game on my birthday, November 17, 2003 and MSG network happened to interview me outside. You do have a tremendous memory. I just want to let yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, it's natural. I can't add two plus three, but this memory, it's crazy. Don't, yeah. Don't ever lie to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I have a bad memory yeah, it's and weird. my therapist is like, like. Then just be consistent. Yeah. If you have a bad memory, then you have to be consistent. If you have a good memory, you yeah. can lie all your wants, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I get interviewed outside of the garden about, it was about 
the potential return of Antonio McDice. Okay. And it was like a 30-second clip. And I, the next day, it was on MSG Network. Oh. And my grandmother was like, you're great. Yeah, yeah. And my yeah. uncle's like, you're great. <gasps> I'm like, you know, you sh- you, you sh- this could be a career for you. But I have no, no credits, no nothing, no high school. Sure. So my uncle hears an ad on the radio for the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. He's oh, like, already yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like, Anthony, you, like you should too. go audition. Yeah. So I go audition in January 2004. Ugh. I do an audition, and I make the school. Whoa. Oh, wow. I mean, to be honest, I, I think they accept everybody, but they, they told me. Ah, no, I, I heard 1% they accept, okay? Yeah, that's right. 1%. We're, we're, we're saying that so, for the podcast. Yeah, no for fucking knows yeah, anything yeah, that yeah, exactly. so, <laughs> so Very competitive. I get it. More competitive, competitive than Harvard. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 100%. Yeah. So I, I go to the audition. I make the school, and I start in July. Ugh. They're going to get you auditions. They're going to get you internships, all this stuff. It's a 16-week class. I go to the school, and halfway through it, they're like, oh, we need your high school diploma. And I was like, oh, oh I don't think I have that. But I never really told them. And since the program was only 16 weeks, and I was really, co- I got really cool with the with the, pro- with the director. Like He never asked me again. So I finished the school. I don't think I even did that good because sure. a lot of the school was behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how to yeah. edit shit. I'm still trying to figure out Instagram reels. Sure. I'm yeah, a great yeah. personality. I mean, like, you know, I'm oh, gonna, 100%. But I don't know. I'm not good with the editing stuff. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I make it to the school in October 2004. <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> and I I didn't want to go to a News 12. All I want to do is go to ESPN and WFAN. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I finished the school, and I said to myself, fuck, at least I tried something. Back to the Board of Elections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, this yeah, time yeah. I'm calling Bloomberg for election stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the elections, yeah. you know. So, you know, I'm, I'm just there running the election show in New York City, uh-huh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, I go to – I get tickets for Yankees-Twins, game one of the 2004 playoffs. I believe it was Kevin Brown versus um, – uh, fuck, who was the pitcher for the Twins that was really nasty? Um, Santana? Santana. Okay. Santana. It was like, well, that's irrelevant. It was game one of the tw- Yankees Twins, <laughs> 2004. Sometimes I like to show off. Yeah, it was Santana. Yeah, you two are showing it was, off I think on it, that was Santana v- it was Santana versus Kevin Brown. It was Brown. a light drizzle, 74 yeah. degrees. It was Santana versus Kevin Brown, I, th- I think. Hot. Game one, 2004, ALDS. Yankees okay. lost. But anyway, so I get to the corner of 161st and um, River Avenue, and I noticed that ESPN Radio is doing a remote broadcast outside stands. Oh. <coughs> There's the cough. There it is. Throw it in the bag. When I I talk about it, it tends to pull up even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And when I don't talk about it, I won't have it for like 10 hours. (laughs) So I see Wally Matthews, who was a host at ESPN Radio at the time, who I was a fan of since the 90s, who used to write for The Post. Sure. I see Tom Keegan, and I pull up to them. I'm Anthony. How are you? Big fan of the show. Wally, I've been watching you since you were on uh, Fox Sports with Jim Rome. So we're chatting for like 10, 15 minutes. Amazing. And I was like, you guys need interns? And he's like, you going to school? I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah and he's yeah. like, well, call our boss. And I have to say, Steve Hart, because uh-huh. nobody listen. Steve Hart was the director of promotions at ESPN Radio at the time. Wow. So he comes and says, call Aaron Spielberg. This okay. is the, the, the executive producer for ESPN Radio. Call him. Say you met Wally, Tom, and me. <clears throat> Beautiful. Bet. Call the next day. Anthony, send me your resume. So I send my resume. I was a newspaper boy for the Daily Star and Fronianta. Uh-huh. I... Um, Ran elections. <laughs> We're just gonna mm-hmm. keep it at running elections. You, yeah, you killed the local broadcast. I killed the local. Like <laughs> my re- yeah, again, I'm 20 years old. Yeah, but yeah. My resume is not exactly you know, you know, Fordham or Syracuse. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sure, so, sure. Yeah, yeah. You're so beefing I, it up with whatever you. Yeah, can. you know, I killed, I killed the local broadcast. Yeah. Delivered some newspapers. Yeah. Ran some election. I you know, I canceled the election on 9/11. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I canceled yeah. it. You know, <laughs> so I sent it to him, and he's like, "All right, um, we'll, we'll let you know." Yeah. Doesn't hit me back, so I start calling him every day. I want to interview, I want to interview. And he said one phone conversation. I remember he was like, Listen, Anthony, I'm getting resumes from Fordham, from Syracuse, Stanford. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's yeah. ESPN. It's ESPN. I'm like, Can I please have an interview? He's like, We'll see. So Wally and I'm listening to Wally and the Keeg one day, uh-huh. and they were taking calls on the Knicks. The Knicks season was about to start. Sure, I call in. As a caller, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I think Jamal Crawford's gonna help the Knicks this year. And by the way, this is Anthony we met. I'm really trying to get an interview there. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> and they start laughing, and yeah, yeah. I call back Aaron the next day. I said, did you hear me call the show? And he's like, yeah, I heard. I'm like, can I have an interview? He's like, sure. Wow, wow. <laughs> persistence, persistence. So I go down. The interview goes to Penn Plaza. Uh-huh. It goes solid. And he's like, what are you good at? I'm like, whatever you need. Yeah. And I'm like, 
I'm thinking to myself, I just want to work with like Michael Kay and Don LaGreca and Stephen A. Smith and sure. Brandon Tierney. I just want to be around these guys. If if it's, you're passionate about yeah. it, you'll do whatever. So, you know, he looks at my resume. It's like a page. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, or half of a page yeah, yeah, or a yeah. quarter of a page. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's a full sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a sentence. And he's like, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I have nothing to lose. I'm like, can you just tell me now? He's like, fine, start Monday. Whoa! Wow. Hell and, yeah. And he says, you're getting college credits, right? I was like, of course. <gasps> so I start Monday. Uh-huh. The first two months, I work like three days a week. And then by, by January, I become really great at my job. Yeah. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. as like producing the show, booking guests, um, screening calls, being on time, being available whenever they needed me. Yeah. By January, February 05, I become the super intern. Yeah. I'm literally working 70 hours. Oh, I quit the board of life. My grandmother was like, quit. Yeah. I got you. If you need money, I got you. No, I got you. We're That's not rich, amazing. but I got you. Sure. Quit. I'm working, I'm working 70 hours a week getting paid nothing. Yeah. Probably illegal, but who cares? Yeah, yeah. Definitely I'm, I'm, illegal. I'm, 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 I'm literally oh, 70. Oh, they didn't pay you at all? Not a dollar. Because oh, they wow. throw those college credits, which in the yeah. terms uh, should be. This yeah. is back in 04, 05. Yeah. But listen, I'm getting coffee from Michael K. I'm, yeah. I'm hanging out with Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is awesome. You're living a dream. I'm living the dream. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, eventually, they, they hired me. But before they hired me, I remember one day this one producer there, this dude Ryan, goes... When do you go to class? Oh. And I was like, yeah, there's no class. Wow. And they're like, wait, you're not getting college credits? Because I remember the boss one day, I vaguely remember. Sometimes I'm not perfect with every all I remember. He was like, Beautiful. Anthony, can we get like a, a thing from your school uh, to like okay. fill out or some shit? I guess the bosses do. And I was sure. like, yeah, yeah that's not going to happen. And wow. he's like, wait, so you're not going to school? I was like. No. <laughs> He's like, wait, were you ever going to school during this whole internship? I was like, no. <laughs> wow. He's like, you really just wanted to get your foot in the door. I'm like, that's correct. Wow. And I ended up getting hired. I worked yeah. there. Sure, they must have respected how yeah. hard you you worked yeah. for free for no Set. college credits for you for nothing. Nothing. And I worked there for, you know, behind the scenes for like four years. And, I, and later in life I did a lot of stuff on the air for them on weekends for Nick uh-huh. stuff in the last few years. But um, I got to cover the Final Four in Indiana. I was at like Jets practices, Giants practices. I was in the Knicks locker room, 21, 22 years old. Just a few years before, I'm on probation for selling liquor and I'm killing the town DJ. Yeah, and yeah. literally three or four years later, I'm working for ESPN Radio. This is fucking amazing. And yeah, then you know, yeah. I eventually started my own show. My yeah. first show I ever did was actually in 2005 okay. while I was working for ESPN Radio. And my, fav- my first guest ever was my hero, John Starks. Oh, wow. Want to hear the story how I got him on the show? Of course. <laughs> Skip that one. <laughs> so, me, I decide to buy airtime in 540 WLIE. <laughs> Listen, a lot of people do podcasts now. I'm always a radio guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. a radio. I got pipes. I'm a radio okay, guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not a podcast. I'm a radio guy. Yeah, okay. So, I buy the airtime. Okay. Okay. It's a Thursday night. First show is at 11 o'clock. That Saturday morning, a few days prior, <clears throat> they asked me to work. On a Saturday morning, this is when they thought I was still interning. Yeah. And I was interning. I was producing the Dr. Rob Gotland morning show. Okay. And his guest. So I'm producing that show. And on my way to work that morning on the elevator on a Saturday morning, uh-huh. guess who gets on the elevator with me? John Starks. Starks. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm. this is my hero. This is my idol. I am like spazzing out. Sure. So we get to the, the ESPN's on 17. The Knicks are on 14. John gets off on 14, and he was like, I get off with him. He's like, do you work for the Knicks? And I was like, no, but I know this is kind of crazy. I'm doing my first ever radio show on Thursday night. Would you come on? Wow. And he's like, sure, take my number. And I was like, your number? Like, (laughs) you're going to give me your number? Yeah. He's like, take my number. Gives me his number. The first thing I do when I get to work, you know, five minutes later, I update my AOL instant messenger profile. John Starks gave me his number. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first thing I did. No cool. No cool at all. Yeah. (laughs) So by like Sunday, I start calling him. I want to confirm for the show. Sure. I must have called 80 times. Oh, no. Never answers. Of course. But it was him, the voicemail. I'm like, guys, I was even telling friends, like, I know he's not going to answer. Want to hear his voicemail? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So now it's Thursday night. I head out to Long Island. My first guest is going to be Brandon Tierney. He's on WFAN now with Tiki Barber, mm-hmm. good friend of mine. So Brandon's even my first guest. It's about 10.52. I go on the air in eight minutes. My phone rings from a blocked ID. I'm like, okay, hello? This is Anthony. Yes, it is. This is John Starks. Do you still want me on your show? Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I, 
I was like, oh my god, like, but it starts in eight minutes. He's like, yeah, just have your producer call me. And then the show started, and five minutes later, the, the board op is like, he's on. And I'm like, oh my god, like I'm a, my first show I've ever done, uh-huh. my first interview I've ever done is my hero, John Starks. Wow. Do you have that interview somewhere? I do. It's on like a CD at the crib somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I've interviewed him a million times since. And but I remember when I announced him, uh-huh. um, I announced him like the PA announced him, Mike Wachowski. Uh huh. I was like number three, John uh-huh. Starks. <laughs> 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 and um, since then, every time I interview a Nick player, I announce them like that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was an amazing interview. The interview itself was probably not that great because it was the first interview I ever did. Sure, you yeah. were probably nervous. But, but the first show, I like, some people don't interview their heroes for 10 years. Or, yeah, yeah. or, they, or if they ever do. Yes, if they The ever. first show I ever did, I interviewed my hero. And literally four years before, I'm in upstate New York not knowing if I'm ever even going to have like any sort of life you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, yeah. did you two ever talk about how you called him 80 times in no, the future no not really no, no you just completely ignored that yeah he's a cool really. dude yeah he's cool <laughs> yo that's real yeah. bro he's just like I know he's blushing so, I'll, so give, I'll cut him some my slack. first year or two of doing shows whenever somebody would confirm with me uh-huh. I'd always call them 80 times you know what oh, I'm saying oh wow because I was like so nervous that they were but like sure people cancel uh, <clears throat> yeah but now like for the most part I haven't done a show since G got sick in 2019 yeah but you know the last like 10 years when someone confirms i just text them that morning sure that's yeah, what yeah, you yeah, should yeah. do yeah that's yes, normal yes. just say hey, when you you're young and, yeah when you're young and like fired up you know you, you know i know but yeah people are already <laughs> doing you a favor right right you, they, they don't need so much time you know exactly. also people were more elusive that it was just a landline or did he have a cell at that point 2001 we probably called him on a landline yeah yeah yeah, yeah. now it's, everyone's very accessible yes i, I know text, it's, it's so in that, their so pocket that's what made me different when my show first started like now, you can DM Obama. You could DM Nas. Sure. Are they going to reply? Probably not. But you can. Yeah, yeah. Back then, even though there was some social media. I DM Lizzo. Yeah, you, I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, did you reply? Nah, oh. nah. But I was like, you're beautiful. If ever yeah. you're Italian. Yeah. No. <laughs> Back you then. You got to shoot your shots, bro. No, you do. You do. Back then, if you had good guests on your shows, yeah. it was really like, how did he get a hold of him? Uh, Where now, for the most part, like I said, I can DM Nas. He's yeah. probably not going to see, but I can. Sure, sure. Back then, it was like, you know, it was really hard to get access to people. It's yeah. still hard, but it's yeah. way easier, if that makes any sense. Oh, it's 100%. Uh, ten, so like, uh, so I was talking about with a friend of mine at the Garden a few weeks ago, and he was like, like when your shows were popping, when you were doing the shows, like if I came back and did my show tomorrow, I would still get those same guests because I feel I'm way established. Yeah. But when I was on the come up, there wasn't a lot of shows. Uh-huh. So like... You know, fucking like for example, everybody's asking probably John Starks to be on their Knicks podcast now, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Every all eight billion Knicks podcasts would love John Starks on the show, right? Of course. Yeah. He probably gets asked all the time. Back then he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So, so it helped me so much. It was a little different because yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, right now, there's just everybody has a show. Everybody, everybody's a brand. Everybody's everybody's everything now. Everybody's yeah, a food. Yeah. Everybody's a food critic. Fucking sucks. You know. So everybody. So I think what helps someone like what, what helps someone I like it so much. Yeah, yeah. You I gotta do everything. So much. What helps, what helps me is because I I've been doing it a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can make a Nick's podcast come back tomorrow and I'd still slay the game. Oh. <laughs> you said all you Knicks podcasts. No, I would. Yeah. I would. No, yeah, I, I, I would. You would. I would. But I'm like, I'm kind of done with it for now. So it's just way different now than it was. If you wanted to do content 15 years ago, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. you had to really want to do it. Like I think you guys really want to do it. You yeah, really yeah, love. Sure. It. I mean, look at the setup. This is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people that do content now or call themselves content creators, I don't know if they really want to do it or they just want a couple of attention and a couple of likes. Yes. Yeah. They like hundred percent. Yeah, they like feeling knowledgeable. They yeah. like being like, oh yeah, someone agrees with me. Yes. Or they figure out a format or like a meme format. They just plug yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so I don't like, know how many people really love it because it is easy to do now. You can yeah, just yeah, very, press play very plus live. I know. You know, only times people say you want to come on my show, and I'm like, all right, what's your show? Oh, it's a Twitter Spaces. That's not a show. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. No, there's no. nothing wrong with using a platform like that. But I'm sure. sorry if you. Your Twitter spaces and your Instagram live is not a show. It's a fine tool if you want to go live and promote something. I go I go live on Instagram like once every two months. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah, cool yeah, to spend yeah. an hour talking with people. It's not a show. I've never seen anything good online. Right, yeah. <laughs> the verses was cool. But, but, they oh, but that was the shit different. Out of that was that's, real yeah. juice. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That could have been on yeah. television. Yeah. yeah, it was, I think. No, it was. Like, oh, was it? Yeah. Like, um, so, yeah, 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 like, yeah. 
Instagram Live, Twitter Spaces. It's a fine tool to use. Sure. It's not a show. No. It's not. I'm sorry. I know that may offend some people. It's not a show. No. no fuck that. Exactly. Fuck all right. All right bef- I, I, we got to talk about humans in New Yorks for a minute, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay? Fucking that. You do this. You do this. You tell your beautiful story. If people don't know, you should go read Anthony's story. It's truly... This man's got a has a beautiful story and a beautiful heart out there, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, truly a remarkable sort of thing that you read and you go, "I love this man instantly." You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, because family it's is good to be loved. Yeah, sure. You go, you go. This man has importance. The values line up with what I believe. In, yeah. Right. Yes. And that's really comes through. I was getting all those ass pics in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the ass pics. No, I mean, no, it no, was. No. It, I mean, listen. There, as I talked about when I did the show a few weeks ago. Yeah. Ninety percent of the DMs were heartfelt. Sure, sure. Nice, sure, sure. love the story, but there was a lot of like, you know, like people trying to seduce me. I guess. Seduce. You know, How was, su- someone seduce? What's you know, like trying to get me to go on dates and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it was interesting. Um, I'm used to attention, but this was fat. This was different. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it listen, it, it was it was interesting, and um, you know, what was the thing about the park uh, when you uh, happened? Oh yeah, so you gotta tell so, me this park thing. So obviously, Humans of New York is one of the most maybe popular platforms on so, in social media history. Yes. So yes, when you're very. on there, it's a big deal. Like you know, yeah. I was out in Portland a few months ago, and like three people stopped me from hum- that read Humans of New York. Yeah. They were not yeah. Nick fans; they were Humans of New York fans. Oh, beautiful. So um, so the day, so a few days before the story comes out. Brandon was like, you know, a lot of Brandon who runs Humans of New York was like, a lot of people get nervous before this day because maybe they're not, well, attention whores like you. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, I think you're going to be just fine. He goes, so I would, if I, now, my one's an 11 part story. Yeah. So yeah. one story, one post every hour that started at like 9 30 or 10 30 a.m. Uh-huh. So it ended about 9 30 p.m. He's like, you know, if you want to stay home, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no. So the first post I was home. And. Uh-huh. Your phone is blowing up constantly. Oh I mean, like my from God. DMs to friends. Now, my at wasn't promoted to the last post, so no one really found me yet. Oh, okay, okay. The, the public, but my phone is blowing up. My pictures are everywhere. Yeah, Everybody's yeah, yeah. sharing it. Um, so it's now it's like <clears throat> I'm home for like 45 minutes. I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the Bronx. I go down and I post up in Central Park. <laughs> <laughs> Close to the heart and soul of New York City, baby. I and you're just it. sitting there, no phone, no book. Well, I have my phone. I'm in my pocket. Sure, sure. And but it's you're a, just dude, making it's eye a, contact with people. And it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful day. It's Amazing. like sixty. It's like sixty-eight, sunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wearing a Knicks hoodie and shorts. It yeah. was, anytime you go hoodie and shorts, it's a great day. Oh, yeah. favorite a, outfit. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, have you ever seen Joe Dirt? Of course. Okay, so you know, like when Joe Dirt is telling his story on the radio and everybody stopped listening, uh-huh. that's kind of how I felt. Oh my God! So yeah, I'm yeah, walking yeah. around Central Park, and I would sit for a while, walk for a while. Uh-huh. Multiple people are people are stopping me like uh-huh. crazy. Uh-huh. Oh my God! I'm reading your story. Can I hug you? Wow! Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, it <laughs> you was, must, yeah. That's a fun feeling. It was. It was. It was great. And I stayed in the city all day. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course. I walked around. Oh I, w- I went to the gym. I didn't work out. I, I went. To, I go to Equinox. You didn't work out. No, no. I, I, I just sat. I just sat in the cafe. <laughs> oh my God! You <laughs> sat in the gym cafe. Incredible. You are a slut for attention. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Then I went down. I went downtown to like uh, Soho area. Yeah, uh-huh. You got hit all the people. <laughs> you got to hit all the people. I know. You know where I ate it's the Five Borough Bike Tour. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I ate that night? It's really good. What the fuck what? is it called? Wolf Knights. Oh, Great yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Raps. Lower East Side. Oh, Gourmet rap. Gourmet yeah, 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 yeah. Gourmet. Don't yeah, get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Gourmet yeah. raps. Um, wow. I ate it, but I ate outside. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. So the That's whole awesome. day, and then like the next, for the next like two weeks after, it was insane. Yeah. Like I went to Chicago the next week. Uh-huh. I met like 20 people stopped me out there. Wow. It was wild. It was wild. And like. But it was for good reason. It was like people yeah. really like felt the story. The story's beautiful. It wasn't just because I have a beautiful smile. No. Um, yeah. It'd probably help, but you know, yeah, I'm just kidding. Definitely no, no, I'm just kidding. Nah, nah. But it was it, it, a it, cute boy. It, it, it's amazing that mine and my sister's story, in all seriousness, touched so many people. Because yeah. like we, we um, I think m- me and my sister are the definition of love and sacrifice yeah. and just being there for each other. So that, that really meant a lot. And people were really hit hard by that story. Of course, man. It was truly. Yeah. Beautiful, and I'm sure 
I mean, it's beautiful what you're doing with her. Yeah, legacy. no, definitely. Every day, every, every day, every day I live, I honor her. I 100 yeah. see that. But, Anyone um, that knows you, I yeah. don't even know you that well. But yeah. like, I know that you live for her. Yes, all the time. But that is true about that day. I was literally. And you know, you think she was? She would have been like. Got the attention, Aunt. Oh, she, oh she, my sister. <laughs> your balls oh, my sister was a 180 of me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like she listened to 80s pop music. She didn't care about what she wore. Uh-huh, she yeah. didn't even use Instagram, so she got sick. I was like, gee, you know, use Instagram. She's like, just use yours. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, like she didn't like like I'd come out of my room every day and be like, gee, does this match? Like, uh-huh. what do you think of these sneakers? She, she did not care about. Any of what are you stuff. rocking the Flints, the Thirteens, right now? What am I wearing today? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, um, I peeped quick. She, she <laughs> didn't, she didn't care about any of that stuff. She really didn't. Sure. She didn't care about likes. She didn't care about what the newest trends were. You know, she didn't care. She, she cared yeah. about. I mean, listen, she fought for her life between the like she was fighting for her life from ages not twenty to twenty one, but she was fighting for her life between ages ten and twelve. The yeah, first yeah. time she had cancer, and then everything that happened after the next seven years was tough. Of course. So like, she didn't care about likes on social media or the latest outfit or the latest sneakers mm-hmm. or having the latest clothes she didn't care she just she really just wanted to live she didn't care about like posting where she was or you know s- but she knew like i was into a lot of that shit yeah, sure, yeah. Sure, so, sure, she, sure, so sure. she loved that i was like when she was sick the second time yeah she's told me she was like i want you to document the whole thing on your platform because nice. yeah, was what her, what her famous quote to me was i want to i'm fighting for everybody else i want people to know that no matter what you're going through, you're going to be okay. Yeah. That was her words to me for for me to use my platform to, to show our journey together. <clears throat> so that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, she was a just a beautiful person, man. Like, yeah. you know, I miss her every second of every day. Sure. And, um, you know, I just do my – but I, I do my best because I feel like I – no matter how much pain I'm in, and I'm in a lot of pain, it feels like it happened yesterday still, I have to keep moving forward for her. Yeah. yeah. I cannot, and I always feel I can't let her down. Sure. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, it seems like, and you gave everything you could. Everything, to her, yeah. And you still yeah. do, yeah. Which you're is nice. truly remarkable. Yeah, you still do. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, everyone should go read uh, his story on Humans of New York. Or do you have it on your own platforms? Yeah. yeah. If you go to my page, there's yeah. you know ABC has done a piece on me, NBC, the New York Post. So there's there's all different ways you can read about my story. You just go to my page and just sure. slide through and read some of the posts. It's there. <clears throat> yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, wow. for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, that's beautiful. Is there any foundations that you want to plug that you sure. um, now I think would be a good time? Yeah, the, the Iron Matt Foundation is a foundation that when uh, families with kids that have brain cancer, what they, they do, they raise money for cancer research, of course. Uh-huh. But what they do is, what they did for us, yeah. so uh, your, go, your, your child or your loved one's going through brain cancer, send us your car payment, send us your rent payment. We're going to take care of that. Oh, that's nice. So like the whole 11 months G was sick. The last time, I never paid rent once. I never paid my car payment once. Because ne- you were busy. Right. They just took care of it all. And so what was the name of that place the again? The Iron Matt Foundation. Iron that's a- Matt. 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 Iron- and I was their guest speaker at the gala in yeah. September. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's Because you constantly are giving back to the, yeah. to the community. I see you at the hospital. You yeah. You the toy drive. This year will be 10 years for the toy drive in December. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. beautiful. Yeah. yeah because... She was a kid. Yeah, she loved the toy drive. Yeah, really. Yeah, it was was a big deal to her. Damn. You know, G. G, You know, you know what was cool about my sister besides a million things was, um. So the last few years before she got sick again, Uh a lot of days I would just drop her off at the clinic over on One Sixty Eighth, and she would just go hang out with kids with cancer. But you know what's interesting about that though? There's no posts about it. There's no photos. Sure. Yeah, she, yeah. And this is someone. Now, if she if she posted about it, I wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't thought anything of it. But think about it. She's 18, 17, 16, sure. 19 doing these things really because she just wanted to. Yeah, yeah. She was and, giving back because she yeah, knew what it felt like. Yeah, but but she she didn't do it for a ten. How many people would like? No one. Not yeah. Like, now like and, and like me and my girlfriend talk about this a lot. Like sometimes when you do good things, you have to like say post it to promote it because maybe like I'll use the toy drive for example. Sure, yes. I have to post that a lot the month leading up because I need to get people there to get toys. Yeah, yeah. But like like she always says, holding the turkey the day before Thanksgiving on a line that's cheesy. Yes, yes. You know, yes, so, yes. You have to, so like, but my sister did none of that. She would just go and read to kids that had cancer, or teach them how to fucking knit. Yeah, you yes. know. 
And she didn't like never took any pictures of it. Yeah. Didn't want any credit. It's also different. You use, you're using your platform for good. I try to. Yeah, yes. I try. You're I try using to. Your influence. I try to. I try people. to always think of that stuff because I do use social media a lot. I I never want to be like oh like, you know, I'm doing this to just to promote myself. I try. Do it yeah. for a reason, because so, you know some people like they lo- people love to post that holding that turkey that Wednesday before Thanksgiving sure. with a homeless person. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, you've seen those posts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you also have this the kid who killed Ron Galley inside of you. I do. Like, you have I'm a creative. St- like yes. you've always yes. been somebody who yes. wants to do By your the way, creativity. I, I'm very cool with Ron. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, I figured, yeah, I figured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wow. He's got to be proud. He is. No, Ron. Yeah, Ron. Yeah. Ron. Yeah, Ron reaches out to me a lot. You want to see Ron? Yeah, let's, let's see. Pick. Let's see a pick of this. How's guy. he doing today? I think he's still on the mic in Walton. Of course, of course, that's he's a legend. You know, he, that you is. don't give that up. No, no, that's a, that's a job. To this is Ron. Oh, <laughs> we love. <laughs> he's got Bill Nye vibes. Yeah, he does have some Bill Nye vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is, that's Ron. Good guy. I have a picture with him. Let me see if I can find it. Ron Golly. This is amazing. Oh, well, Ron, actually, I forgot, he interviewed me in the summer of 2016. Oh. Ron interviewed me. That's on, awesome. On WDLA. I forgot about that. Oh, wow. Everything came full circle yep, for you guys. Yeah. I killed him He's back he again. Yeah. Third He's time back. resurrected. <laughs> and you told him about those tapes. No, he does not know. Uh, <laughs> Ron, <laughs> there's Ron again. Oh, my God. Oh, look at you. you see my hat in Walton? Look at yeah. my hat. What is it? Compton? <laughs> <laughs> like, when I go up there, I always try to be a little extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, you Let got the flair. You're, yeah, you're yeah, the kid yeah. with the flair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> this was beautiful, Anthony. I'm, yeah. I'm, it was. We could have did this for hours and I hours 100%. and hours. So I, I want – you got to come back on. Yeah, I would love to come back, back on. Uh, yeah, I want you to come back on because there's stuff I did, we didn't even get to talk to you about. No, and I'll have to bring that tape. I know where it is. Oh, yeah. You guys bring it to a record store. I would imagine. Because the tape – the tape, the, the 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 tape is fine. It's the, yeah, the yeah. plastic that broke. Bro, we gotta get this tape. Yes, <laughs> we gotta get this tape. Yeah, this yeah. is amazing. I love this. The so tape, much. like I said, the tape I have at home is Ron Golly coming back to life. Okay. Oh, my <laughs> this is incredible. I can probably get the one that I killed him from somebody else, but the one I have at home is him coming back to life. Yeah, that's this is, so funny. I mean, I miss skits on on, on CDs. Kind you of. know, I did a skit for Jadakus. Really? Before we wrap up, we gotta hear this. I'm I'm on a Jadakus album in 2015. I say my name twice. Wow. What? Yeah, one of the coolest things about that was a few days after the album came out, I was at a Nick game and Carmelo Anthony left the layup line. I was like, "Yo, dog, you killed it on that skit." Really? Oh, that's awesome. Carmelo. So yeah, I met Kiss back like 11, 12 years ago. We always just stayed friendly and they needed a voice for a skit on the top five Dead or Alive album. They called me. That's awesome. (laughs) And I say it's me interviewing like a different character, but I get to Uh say my name. I'm like, this is Anthony Donahue. And I'm like, not Stephen A. Smith. Not Larry King, not Oprah has this exclusive interview I'm about to conduct. Wow. <laughs> and then I interview this like character. Oh my god, that's incredible. But then I say my name at the end again. Well the is I'm waiting for my check from Def Jam still. <laughs> 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 I heard they're a little well, now stingy. You gotta bring it up with, with Snoop, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He if he run that shit. Uh, does he? I, I'm waiting for because I have credit as writer and voice. Oh, yeah. I, I have not got my check yet. And this was how many years ago? 2015. Yeah, <laughs> I would now just for the record, I would have did it for free. Of course, sure, I did, no, and, fuck and that, I don't though. really care about the money. It's just funny. Sure. It, it's just funny to end the story with. I'm still waiting for my check. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and then yeah, be, a kid from the Bronx is yep. like a fucking dream. Yep. So if you go wow. to so if you go to the top five dead or alive album that dropped in 2015, it's track 12. So yep. I wish I knew that. I would have given you that, that as your biggest credit. At yeah. The top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's was yeah. he? Uh, w- w- did you record it in like a music studio or? Yeah, was well, it- yeah, he was there. It was they were all smoking. I don't smoke. They were, I definitely had a contact that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 he was there. Styles was there. Chic was there. Oh my oh, that's god! So cool. Yeah, you know who was there? Uh, Rook from Justice League. How do you League? not smoke weed with Styles? <laughs> I used to smoke. I used to smoke. How <laughs> do you not smoke weed? Again, I get. <laughs> I've been around those guys and they're smoking all the time. Uh-huh. I used to smoke in high school. Yeah, like do rag used to smoke. Yeah, yeah, but I have nothing against weed. I actually love the smell of it, but uh-huh. it would make me nervous. Oh, uh, okay. So I haven't smoked since 2006. Sure, okay. sure, sure. When sure. I was at Summer Jam. Last time I smoked, I was at 2000. Who, was, who were you? 
It was like it was Wu Tang, Cameron, uh, Mary oh. J. Blige. You know, you know, by the way, <laughs> what you, a fucking lineup. You know how you know you're old? Like Summer Jam just came out the other day for the lineup. Uh huh. I knew like one artist. Wow. Oh no, yeah, that sucks. Like Pusha. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. oh, new album's incredible. It's one of the best albums I've heard in a while. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not going to go all the way to Summer Jam. For, I don't. I didn't know anything. I'm like, I'm too old for that now. Sure, sure, sure. You know, I feel you. You know, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with Summer Jam. You can't Jam. go. Last time I went was like 2017, and I knew most of the artists there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. five years later, a lot's changed. Oh, definitely. Have you, you know. have you met Funk Flex? I think I've met him in a Nick game. You you must know every New York I, celebrity there. I right? know a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And everybody knows. I feel like. I don't know what my face looks like to others, but everybody always says you have such a recognizable face. And I don't know what that means. Eh, take I it get, as a compliment. I do. I yeah, do. yeah, definitely. You know, and, and the teeth. I you think. have a smile, a beautiful smile. Yes. You do. And yeah. you know, you <laughs> fucking know. You were waiting for me to say, you know, I don't know. And then you were, <laughs> you fucking cornball. Are you kidding me? Because I don't know what it is about me, but people like me with a fucking little tooth. <laughs> you cute fuck. <laughs> Oh, this is beautiful. Oh, what do you want to plug? Just, you know, check out my social media, Anthony MSG on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm always up to something. Uh, I got a documentary coming out soon. I'm going to be announcing soon that I'm running the New York City Marathon. Oh, I'm wow. not ready yet, but I'll be ready by November. I'm working on a book. That could be still a year or two away, but just, just yeah, go to my social, follow me, and see what's up. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, yeah keep Listening to this podcast, Loud About Nothing. Also, New York is phenomenal. Anthony was on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have June 17th. We try to do like a New York-centric show. Uh, it's very fun. Uh, come out to that. June 17th, Caveat's going to be in the Lower East Side now, 9.30 p.m., June 17th. And then the third Friday of the month after that. Beautiful. Um, yeah, keep coming out to that and listening to Loud About Nothing. TikTok. YouTube, all the things. Yeah, the TikTok's fucking brutal. Come help yeah, me. I guys. hate TikTok. But I, <laughs> I, I, help me, guys. I, I, I have it. I just, I don't like, I feel like TikTok, like, it doesn't count if you have a lot of followers on TikTok. Oh, yeah. no, no, yeah, yeah. No, I don't because I, I don't use it that much, but how does, I don't understand how someone goes on TikTok. And they're on it for 24 hours, and they have 80,000 followers. Yeah. If they do something viral. It's not even... It, you know, it's I don't like botch. it. No, yeah, you yeah. need to be funny. You don't need to be talented. Yeah. It's you don't like need I, to be nothing. I, I have the account. Just think, but like, I, I, don't, it's I don't... It's fun to scroll. Yeah, I, I do that, but I, I'm not, I don't know. It's too much for me. Yeah. It's not but I'm not too, knocking... Not you, too much for me. You know... <laughs> If you like it, you like it. I just, it's too much. Yeah, I feel you. All right, all you hotties. Uh, yeah, keep on fucking sharing the podcast. All right, Robbie, hit the fucking music. Oh,